0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance, and my guest today is Rob Levin. He's a co founder and chairman of Work Better Now, which provides talent from Latin America for US based businesses. Prior to that, he started and built a media company and serving small businesses in the New York. Uh, Rob has served as the CEO and CFO of several fast-growing businesses, began his career as a CPA. He lives in New York City, plays guitar, has seen over a 1,000 concerts, and even promoted big rock acts when in college. That's new to your bio, Rob. I I didn't know that about you, but welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks, John. It's new to the bio, but it actually happened quite, quite a long time ago.
0: So let's just talk about music then.
1: Sure, let's do it. Actually,
0: so I'm curious. Going from your media business before, then starting a, a placement for all intent and purposes company. What's the origin story of how you got Work Better Now going?
1: Yeah. So I hired my first assistant in 2013. First assistant didn't work out. It was part time, which I don't recommend. Except it's really, if it, it, except if it's really necessary. The second assistant just changed my life. Actually, the first assistant was pretty good. But the second assistant changed my life because I was now free from so many things. I can't believe I didn't think about this sooner. I was free from so many things that were keeping me from the things I like to do and the things that really added value, not only to my business, but even to my personal life. And as time went, and as you know, John, I, I know a lot of business owners like you do. And everybody was asking me, and this assistant was from El Salvador. And everybody was asking me constantly, you know, what? where's your assistant from, et cetera. And I was referring them to another company, right? So what happened over the years is I just realized that the assistance that my friends were getting from this company just weren't as good as my assistant. And I I, I said, you know what, I think I can do this. And I was uh, on the West Coast on a business trip and a friend of mine from college joined me and I was saying, I'm going to start this business. and he, And I was telling him, you know, every business owner should have an assistant. And he goes, I'm in. And uh, I said, what do you mean you're in? I'm doing this with you. And I said, okay, well, you're going to do all the work and we're going to split everything 50-50. That was 2018. (laughs) uh, Actually, about six years ago, um, February 2018. And we started the business and we were providing assistance by the end of the year. And then I think, as you know, we then, I'm not going to say we pivoted, we evolved into not only providing executive assistance for business owners, but providing over 40 different roles for small and mid-sized businesses.
0: I'm curious, Did you learn anything or or maybe in hindsight, you learned something like why the first assistant worked, second one, I'm sorry, didn't work out as well as the second one worked. I mean, was there some dynamic in like either what you did or who they were or uh, did you learn anything from that?
1: Yeah, I did. In this case, the first assistant I had was part time and she ended up taking Mm. a full time gig with the other client that she had. So there were two reasons where I decided that I don't really like this part-time option for not only for me, but for anybody. Number one, for that reason is that they're going to have another client and they're probably want the security of full-time work. And number two, well, actually three reasons. Number two, what I also realized after two months is you think you only have 10 hours a week for an assistant. And then that gets blown out of the water very quickly. And before you know it, you're well over 40. There's plenty of work for them to do. And you even think about hiring another one. And then the last one is, and this one's really important, I want somebody who's dedicated to me. So when they're working from nine to five or whatever it is, I want them just thinking about me and my business.
0: Yeah. You know, that second point that you made, I think is a really valid one because I've talked to a lot of business owners and I'm telling them all, you know, that's the first hire you should make is, you know, get yourself out of the groundwork so that you can focus on marketing or sales or, you know, client fulfillment. And a lot of them say, well, I just wouldn't have that much for them to do. And I think you're absolutely right. Once you actually started experiencing somebody taking some stuff off your plate, you start thinking, oh, well, they can do this and this. I hadn't even thought of it. We've done the same thing. I mean, we've hired part-time folks, and fortunately – you know, some of them have worked out and, and grown to full-time, you know, roles because we realized that. You have particularly focused on finding assistance in Latin America. i wonder if you could talk about, you know, is there something unique <laughs> about folks that come from some of those parts of the world that make them such a great fit for U.S. businesses?
1: I, I think there's a few things. let see where to start. So number one, there's just, gr- there's great talent in Latin America. Okay? They have great experience. They have incredible attitudes people who just show up ready to work they are focused on your mission and just dedicated to to helping you and and with a smile on their face Uh, also the this the if you compare it to other parts of the world the culture is a lot more similar in latin america to the us as it is compared to other parts of the world and then i think the you know uh, their english there's plenty of people with fantastic english and then the last one which i don't a lot of people don't talk about is time zone alignment and yeah. <laughs> that's really important because in other parts of the world, either people are working when they should be sleeping or they're working yeah. at a different time than you are. And, you know, we, our clients, it, they, they kind of embrace the talent that we provide to them, the professionals we provide to them as part of their team. They just integrate them in part of their team. And it's hard to do it when either A, they should be sleeping or when yeah. they're not working at the same time.
0: Yeah, I know. Over the years, many years ago, we I hired an assistant out of the you know, Asia Pacific area, and you know the only way to align, as you said, was that they were going to work overnight. And I was, it was like that's part of the culture. That's what everybody does here. And I was like, I'm not sure I want to make somebody work overnight. You know, when they, like you said, when they should be sleeping. So I think time zone alignment is huge you know, in terms, especially if you're going to have them start doing things with clients and things like that. I mean, obviously they've got to align that way. Before I go any farther, listeners should know that we actually employ to work better now full-time folks on our staff. And I think some of the things you mentioned are, are very true. We have fully integrated them into our meeting rhythm, you know, on Slack and, you know, our stand up calls and our, you know, culture building, you know, type of activities. And I think that if you were to ask them, they feel like they are a part of the team as much as really anybody on our team. So I, it's definitely very, very doable.
1: Happy to hear that. Let's really happy talk a
0: little bit about, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the landscape in general, remote work. You know, I mean, uh, there's some pretty obvious things that have gone on, but is, is there anything that, that you've observed you know, from a trend standpoint right now?
1: Yeah. So it starts first with what's going on here in the United States. And, th- and this applies to Canada as far as we can tell as well. And we have been, and we will continue to be in a talent crisis. What do I mean by that? I mean, several mm-hmm. things. Number one, mm-hmm. Productivity of the U.S. worker has actually dropped despite all of the technology that is out there. Uh, number two, there are more job openings than there are people looking for work. So there's ju- the, just the numbers are not in the favor of the small and mid-sized business. By the way, I don't know if big companies are in a talent crisis. Quite frankly, I don't care. My world is small and mid-sized businesses. <laughs> right, right. Big companies seem to be laying off people, and yet small businesses can't seem to hire. Small and mid-sized businesses can't seem to hire. The, the uh, salary expectations here in the States are, are way up and the time it takes to hire somebody is according to LinkedIn is like six or seven weeks, which in the world of a small business yeah. is years, right? Yeah. So there's a challenge finding exceptional people. And as you know, John, in a small and mid-sized business, you can't get somebody who's just good. you got to get somebody who's exceptional, right? Because every single role counts. So you have that. And they got to wear a lot of hats, like, right? <laughs> And wearing wearing a lot of hats and just somebody who says, hey, whatever it is you need me to do, I'll do it. And at the same time, I think I, I do think, you know, having had talent from Latin America now for over 10 years, I can see start to see an inflection point. So if you think about it, large companies were offshoring, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago they started. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. trend is picked up. Small and mid-sized businesses have started to do it, I would say, maybe 10 years ago, slowly. In different parts of the world, Asia was it was really big, but now we're starting to see a trend of two trends. Number one, more small and mid-sized businesses being open to offshoring. And I think that all happened in the pandemic when they got comfortable with remote, because after all, yeah, going offshore, subject to a couple of things, going offshore is really no different than going remote. And those couple of things are if you hire directly and you have, you're on payroll, that can get a little complicated, right? But if you use a talent provider, companies like Work Better Now, that's no longer that that's no longer your problem. Yeah. And then we're now starting to see trends of more companies wanting to hire from from Latin America. So th- that's kind of it's a combination of all of those things happening. And I'm really knocking on, on wood, happy to say that, you know, we got a little lucky with the timing starting this business in 20, 2018. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when everybody all, all of a sudden realized, hey, maybe this remote work thing might actually be something, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> a, a bit about it's really so, about access to a wider pool of talent. It's about access yeah, yeah, to the yeah. wider pool of talent which businesses need today.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think most people are. You're absolutely right. I've, have realized that if I can get somebody that can do you know X, Y, Z, it really doesn't matter the world we live in, you know where they are. Talk a little bit about some of the cultural diversity, you know, that it brings. Again, large organizations have, you know, HR departments that that, you know, help create diversity in the organization, right? Small businesses, I mean, again, that's a that may be a goal. That may be part of something they believe in, but much harder to achieve, you know, as a small business. Have you felt that at all to know, bring some diversity honors- actually to the organizations?
1: So, you know, that, that it's a really good question, John. I think when it comes to small and mid-sized businesses, as I mentioned earlier, every position counts. And I think what's most important to business owners is how can I find somebody amazing for this role who's going to help me deliver a better customer experience, who's going to fit in with my culture, um, and is going to help, help the company uh, achieve its goals. That's what I see. That, that's how I feel that we are helping people. Yes, they're from Latin America they speak in at least one other language, which is which is sometimes advantageous. Uh, but I, I really think that what business owners are trying to do, whether they're working with us or in general and not not working with us, I think that everybody really just knows how important it is to get the best talent they can at any given time.
0: And now a word from our sponsor, Work Better Now. Work Better Now provides outstanding talent from Latin America, hand matched to your business with over 40 roles across various industries, including marketing. They're a reliable partner for consistently finding the perfect fit for your business. Simply tell them what you need and they'll handle the rest hassle-free. We have two Work Better Now professionals on our team, a marketing assistant and a marketing coordinator, and we've been blown away by their abilities, responsiveness, and professionalism. They've really become an essential part of our growing team. And to top it off, Each dedicated and full-time Work Better Now professional is $23.50 per month. And there are no contracts. To schedule a 15-minute consultation with a Work Better Now rep and see how they'll support your business growth goals, visit workbetternow.com. Mention the referral code DTMpodcast, and you're going to get $150 off for your first three months that's workbetternow.com and don't forget that DTM podcast code you mentioned the word um offshoring or outsourcing but I've also heard you talk about a term that I don't hear too many people saying and I think it has an implication of something bigger and broader and that's the term upskilling um you want to talk a little bit about how you apply that idea
1: Yeah, upskilling. um, So upskilling is a trend that I think over the next five years, you're going to start to see a lot more of right upskilling uh, the way uh, the way we look at upskilling is, you know, you're looking for somebody with certain types of experience, certain types of skills, and you might find somebody that has most, but maybe not all of them. And what the smart employers are doing, and a lot of our clients are doing this is they're saying, all right, I know I, I needed A, B, C, D, and E. This person only is A, B, and C, but culturally they, they'll fit within our company. We'll hire them and then either we will train them or we'll you know use some outsource training, whether it's LinkedIn or any of these other training platforms to acquire some of those other skills that they need. That's a much smarter approach rather than trying to find that right person, which might take six or 12 months, which will have a huge negative impact um, uh, on your company. And there's another part to this too, which is with the talent that you already have, right? So the pace of change in business keeps increasing. We, as, as you know, when you're running a, a small or mid-sized business, you have to get good at so many, you have to be better at so many more things today than just five years ago. So where, where is that expertise going to come from? Yeah. And, you know, if you follow the who not how principle of, of Dan Sullivan and strategic coach, it shouldn't all be on the business owner. So the the idea is you have really good people get them trained again whether it's internal training or external training and then they can bring those new capabilities into your company. And by the way, when when you do that, you're accomplishing two other two other goals, which is today's workforce wants advancement opportunities, right? And they and they're also looking to learn more yes. on the job. And so you're kind of it's like a it's like a triple win, right? You're getting the capabilities you need you're, you're keeping your employees really happy because they're advancing and they're acquiring new skills.
0: So particularly if somebody who's listening to this and hasn't hired, uh, maybe remote at all, but certainly hasn't hired an assistant, you know, what are some of the things where, I could ask this uh, the negative way or the positive way, but you know, how do you get them started right? You know, how, or you know, the, obviously, what are the things that you've seen that, that have really made it not work for people?
1: Well, okay, so let's start with with what works really well, and then uh, what doesn't work well is actually pretty 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 short list. What works really well is really good onboarding, right? So, uh, we we assist with that. We have a whole onboarding program. Some clients need it more than others. Uh, other clients they probably onboard better than 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 we do. Um, so it starts with really good onboarding, and then it starts with something I alluded to earlier, which is integrating. Your remote professionals, whether they're in Latin America or anywhere else, integrating them within the company. They're like any other team member. Right. Um, that's definitely a, a, a best practice. What tends not to work well um, is, uh, you know, oh, let me just add to one other thing that works well. And, and this probably goes for anybody that you have working in your company, which is clarity on 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 communications. Uh, in terms of how we communicate in the company, uh, clarity on how we work, what are some of the cultural norms in the company, um, and also clarity on what if you do your job well, this is what it looks like. A lot of people skip that step. Right. And, and of course, on the contrary, what doesn't work well is not setting up um, your remote professional for success. Right. Not being clear on how we communicate, not integrating them into the company. Um, not explaining to them what success uh, looks like, and not not also empowering them with just enough training so they understand in this remote world where you don't have somebody next to you, where where do you find where do you yeah. where who do you go to when you have a question? Because when you start, you're going to have questions. So th- really, what doesn't work is ju- is just the opposite of what what works.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> How important are documented processes? Um, you know, I know a lot of companies you know, are big on, you know, the here's our user manual or here's our, you know, all these documented process. But that also can that can be a distraction that can be maybe a lot of work that isn't really that valuable. How important do you think that is for getting a, a remote person going?
1: Yeah, so I'll, I'll start with I think the first thing, the most important thing that a company needs to do is establish its core values. And I'm going to explain why, right? Because right? you're thinking like process core values, what do they have to do with each other, the core values, which shouldn't only be just a list that are that's up on a wall. It should be things that are actually adhered to it and, and appreciated throughout the company, day in and day out. When you start with those, what what good core values okay. do is if somebody doesn't know what to do and they don't have somebody to ask at at a time that they have to make a decision, they should be able to turn to those core values for the right answer. Okay, so that's that's where you start. Um, as far as processes go, we're we're big on pro with our team of about 30 or so people, most of which, by the way, are in Latin America as well, almost all. And where what we're really big on is processes. In some cases, they have to be very detailed in in terms of how to use you know, HubSpot, for example, right? right. The way we've set it up. But in general, what we do, we, we don't want to over go crazy with the details on the processes, right? We want to just basically say, here's a general idea of how you do it. That's enough, you know, enough for somebody who understands the core values and has some talent and the experience yeah. that you want to follow that and then do what they need to do. But I'll take it a step further too. you know, uh, we still, we still provide executive assistance in addition to those 40 other roles to people. Yeah. And a lot of business owners, when they're getting their first assistant, they're like, Hey, I, I, I have to try to, I, I don't have a manual, right? Well, one of the things we always do is say, that's great. And I know you don't want to create one because you're a business owner. The last thing you want to do Create a manual. Have yeah. your have your new assistant do it, and um, they will just just have them document as they go along, and that's very handy. First of all, the first few times they make they can go back to the to the documentation where they're yeah. doing a task. Yeah. But if they're out for a maternity or paternity leave, um, somebody else can then just pick up pick up that 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 process manual. Very important on the executive assistant side.
0: Yeah, I've I've become pretty obsessed with using uh, video tools like Loom and stuff to just go through it and like I'm I'm doing it. I just recapture myself doing it. Uh and it's a lot easier to create a process out of that. Um the uh the other uh term that I read one time that I thought really made a lot of sense. A lot of times we'll give people here's what done looks like. You know, this is the definition of this being done right. And then a lot of times they can go, oh, okay, well how I get there probably doesn't matter you know, to some degree. And and I think that's a great guidance too. So what's up for the, what's up, what looking ahead, crystal ball, right? What's up for, you know, maybe something you're actually working on or watching, um, you know, obviously every show, I think in the last two years, I've said the words AI. Um, you know, I don't know if that comes into play in into your business, yeah. but what's, what's it's the nice. future look like for work better now?
1: Yeah. So I, I have two, two answers to that. Um, the first one is, We are trying to become a talent partner for our clients. And many of our clients now see us as a talent partner. What that means is if they have a job that can be done remotely and it's not too specialized, let's say like a software developer, um, they just turn to us. And that's exactly where we wanna be. And we're, we're, we're constantly orienting ourselves to do that. But getting to your AI question, we just launched a pilot of what we're calling the WBN Academy. And that's gonna be a continuous learning program for our professionals, so that they can expand the capabilities of our clients, and AI is is obviously a, a, one of the the core elements uh, of that academy. Um, we should be rolling that out to uh, all. Right now, we're up to about 330 or so uh, professionals working for our clients. We should be able to roll that out to them by the end of the year, and we're really excited.
0: Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> really when you think about it, you look at resumes and they say, oh, you know, I know how to use Word and Excel or what it, you know, whatever programs. I think today it's going to be, you know, I have a full understanding of, of AI prompts. You know, that's just going to be a, a pretty, you know, mandatory skill uh, th- th- these days, I think. <laughs> is there anywhere uh, we've mentioned work better now uh, several times, workbetternow.com? But is there anywhere else you'd invite people to connect with you?
1: Uh, on LinkedIn, uh, Rob Levin at you yep. know Rob Levin, Work Better Now. There are a few Rob Levins, but if you type in Rob Levin, Work Better Now, you will definitely find me. And um, and you yeah. can also um, uh, reach out to me through uh, through the website, workbetternow.com.
0: Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you stopping by. I think if you actually uh, mention uh, you heard this on the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I think that uh, Rob might even give you a, a special offer of, of some sort, I believe. So keep that in mind.
1: Yeah, thanks for. I totally forgot about that, John. Just mentioned duct tape marketing, <laughs> and uh, and you get one hundred and fifty dollars off for each of the first three months for each professional that you
0: hire. Awesome. Well, again, it's great catching up with you, and hopefully, we'll run into you soon one of these days out there on the road.